which is called The Science Podcast. And these are a, a couple of atheists that run this podcast. So I thought you'd be interested to hear what they say. This is only one little bit, it's like it's over half an hour, and I couldn't play you the whole thing because I'd have to have so many beeps in it bleeping out uh, the expletives. Because you can't pray in this shit's a space! This live recording of the Science Enthusiast Podcast at Indie PopCon is brought to you by Corn. Because... What else do we have in Indiana? See, I thought Corn was more Iowa. Is it? I mean, what's... But I'm not tell from me, the Midwest, Tell me the difference so. between Indiana and Iowa. I can't. You I live can't. in Maryland. I don't know. Yeah. There is none. It doesn't exist. All right. Say who we are. Yeah, I should do that because uh, we're getting a lot of weird stares. Hello and welcome to the Science Enthusiast Podcast. My name is Dan Broadbent and as always, I'm joined by my fantastic friend, Natalie Newell. Hey, and this is actually the first time that we're doing this sitting next to each other, isn't it? it I think it is because we normally yeah. use the internet to talk to one another and... Yeah, I mean, we've we've talked to each other as real people before, but in, in not it, done this. I don't know how to talk to somebody in person. It's weird. It's weird. I know. And that's why we're sitting facing out, not towards each other like normal people do. But this is how you live podcast. So I guess we, in this recording, say thank you to Indie PopCon for having us here. And Sean for inviting us, yes. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, we're, great. Yeah, we're going to talk about science-y things and, you know, hopefully... Anyone who's listening will enjoy it, maybe. <laughs> or we're sorry. Maybe. Why so, not both? Yeah. So I guess if this is your first time listening, thank you. And for some of you, well, we have like one person here who has listened to all 56 F- episodes. 56. Which, yeah, this is, well, now 57. Yeah. So thank you, Jeff. Um, and Emily, I don't even know if you listen, but we'll, we'll pretend. Emily we'll pretend that Emily listens. the only reason why she's still with me. She yeah. doesn't listen to her show. Yeah. So, so yeah, we're here. Um, <laughs> so I guess we should kind of talk about like who we are why we do this um, I mean I don't know who I am I mean now I'm having an existential crisis uh, but yeah. why don't you just go ahead and tell just briefly briefly why I'm here why you're why are you here who are you what do you do because you're like you're making yeah. a movie and stuff yeah I am um so I guess you know everybody likes an origin story sort of and we can kind of tell our like skeptic origin stories I know that that seems appropriate for this sort of thing um so for me, I mean, I'm, I guess I've always kind of been into topics related to science, rational thought, skepticism, that kind of thing. But for me, it was um, in college, I was a psychology major and in my, I think it was the final psych class I took for my major, um, it was called Irrational Behavior, which like looking back was more or less like intro to skepticism. And my professor, Stuart Vise, who like... Amazing. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. We interviewed him, so it all came full circle. Um, he taught this class where he, you know, he taught us all of the logical fallacies. He talked about a lot of, um, see, I can't swear, but I would say. I know, I know. I would, we have the, we have yeah, in big, bold fonts, uh, underlined, italicized at the, at the family top. This friendly. is a family show, no cursing. Because no there are children around. No body but, fluid discussion, Natalie. I, I know, and that just happens way too much. Um, but so he, he taught us about debunking all kinds of nonsense and pseudoscience. And so I guess for me, like looking back, that was when I started becoming really interested in, in science, pseudoscience, critical thinking, skepticism, and all that. And then for me, it was like a few years later after college, reading books by people like Carl Sagan and Michael Shermer, and especially Carl Sagan, it was sort of the fact that he could think so rationally about the world and, you know, things like, you know, God 
isn't real and all of that. But mm. yet, I know, sorry, I don't know if that's controversial here. But, <laughs> in Indiana, um, that's like incredibly controversial, I think. So, sorry. Um, but, but so, you know, the fact that like he, he was able to see the beauty in the world and all of that while still maintaining a level of skepticism for me was really rad. And so, you know, moving forward, I, you know, just immersed myself in things like Sagan and then Hitchens, obviously everybody reads like Christopher Hitchens Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And then, you know, I'm making this too long, but I became, I became a parent and realized how much nonsense was inundating the world. And then Um, you decided to make a movie. I decided to make a movie, um, a, What's it called? It's called Science Moms. It's really like very literal, you know, about like women who are scientists, science communicators, and taking a very evidence-based approach to parenting. Things like, you know, GMOs are safe and um, vaccines work. Work. And you know, safe. it's yeah, it's not it's not scary stuff. It's just facts. And so, you know, kind of providing a counter narrative based in science to some of the fear-based stuff out there and we we met we, as, we kind of met through that yeah. by, by doing uh some secret shill type things i guess you would say secret facebook secret, groups secret facebook yeah. groups so boy um better than craigslist though Maybe. yeah we we did not Maybe. meet on craig a weird science craigslist or something <laughs> like, if that existed ooh, that sounds awesome though you could like, start that a, after this topic of another podcast yeah but yeah, we and so we're, we both have Facebook presen- presences, presence, yeah, present, present. Yours know, is yours is really uh, big. Mine is mine is not. a science enthusiast on Facebook. You can see my little is it right there? I think sticker yeah. on it. So you got close to eight hundred thousand followers. I think you have skeptical parenting. Yeah. You're at like fifty thousand. It's lower than that, but it's okay. It's, it doesn't okay. matter. It's but not then about you also numbers. Got science moms on Facebook. We <laughs> yeah. got uh, a lot of other stuff uh, going on there. Yeah. So, uh, at this point during the show, we normally would have a, a focus God of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, because as we said previously, I mean, you know, we, we dabble in both we, science we dabble and in the, atheism, the atheism and all thing of that because stuff. I don't know if we're going to be able to say that here in Indiana, but, uh, so we talk about just a, a different God every week mm-hmm. with the idea that we will never run out because there are thousands and yeah. thousands of gods and atheists. As atheists, we just believe in one fewer god than most uh, uh, people that would otherwise live in Indiana. Yeah, so, so we just we just tell. I just like to tell the stories because they're just sometimes funny, sometimes really funny. There's a lot of uh, bodily fluids and uh, show. How do I how do I say this? Can I say the, foreskin? There's there's no real good there's no real good family. way to say it's, anything it's a body that part, I've right? talked it's like about. A hand, arm, elbow, yeah. foreskin. So, uh, I mean, the last, I think the last three episodes have dealt with mounds of said... I'm uh, sorry. Anyway, we're going off the rails here. We're, we're going but off the rails. But this week, we, yeah. we are actually not it's doing not a, god. a god. We're doing, like, the, the doing original skeptic. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we decided, because for this occasion, we were thinking of just intro to skepticism um, as our topic. So, we kind of are we're going to the Bible... For I would say probably the, one of the most skeptical people in the Bible, doubt, yeah. doubting I mean, he's Thomas. Still, he still bought into. He did because he, he eventually what, bought what in. But Jesus I'll, was selling, but but we'll, at least he pretended for a minute. Not we'll talk to. about why. Um, so the apostle Thomas, doubting Thomas. So he was one of Jesus's dudes. Like you know, he was his main man. He was. He men. was one of his main men. So he was. Merryman. He was, he was, he was in the band of Mary apostles. Um, so he was, he was into what Jesus was selling and hung out with Jesus. The guys like did the last supper. They, they did their thing. Where they all sat on the same side of the table. They all sat on the same. Do. Yeah. Cause somebody had to paint that picture. Yeah. Right. Like obviously. So, um, 
we know that this is all true and the Bible said it happened. Totally happened. Jesus was crucified, he was buried, and he rose from the dead. Um, like a lich. Like a lich, not a zombie. Uh, There's an important distinction to is make there? there. So it's yeah. not zombie Jesus. but so, Lich Jesus. Right. So people were told that he rose from the dead and people and just people generally believed it right because still do well yeah that um but thomas was he was doubting right because one of the i guess tenets of skepticism is the whole idea that extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence and so that's kind of what this story was saying um because everybody else is so willing to believe the unbelievable, but he's like, hey, guys, I, I need proof. We know what happens next. Like, Jesus appears. He showed the holes in his hands, <laughs> which, like, that would, that's not even how they crucified that's people. That's horrifying, too. I know. It's, it's awful. Yeah. It's, <laughs> there's nothing good about it. But um, he sees, you know, Jesus with the holes in his hands, and then he says, okay, uh, yeah, checkmate. You got, <laughs> you got me. me. I guess, I guess <laughs> you got that's me. real. Like, so, that's, so that's it. And at that point, he believed. But it was the fact that he was doubting first, right? That, that kind of that gives that hint of skepticism. But, you know, the, according to the Bible, the extraordinary <laughs> thing actually did happen. Um, but, because it says it did. Right. So. And, and so, but the, the idea or the label of like doubting Thomas, it appears in, in popular culture and just in the vernacular. If somebody is, is skeptical of something, you're like, you know, doubting Thomas. But I, like, I don't view that as a negative label. I mean, no. I'd rather be that than somebody who believes something blindly, like just because. Right. Right. So. And, and I think that that's why we talk about so much uh, on our show and with uh, on both of our Facebook pages and blogs and everything is it. We both agree that it religion is kind of the original form of pseudoscience. If I can get you to believe something that is completely um, just censoring myself there. I'm so proud of myself. Nonsensical yeah. uh, and, and just does not. I'm going to say I, because I censor myself now. Nonsensical doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, if I can get you to believe this, then it's not that much of a step to get you to believe something else, like vaccines cause autism or. It's a slippery slope once you start to buy into one form of, you know, kind of magical thinking. <laughs> we're both trying to not uh, say we're, BS. We're tr- yeah, we're, we're trying, trying, uh, trying so hard. We're trying so, so many hard. euphemisms, but um, but yeah, it's. And so that's that's why I think we we kind of cover both the religious aspect and the the science skepticism yeah. aspect. And, and and you know like that's a lot a lot of people will go either one way or the other. We just are like why not both because right they're right kind of connected. So we we've said this word skeptic skepticism a lot, and we to us it's we're pretty familiar with that because it's kind of you know our wheelhouse uh, but I don't think everybody necessarily knows what skepticism is or what we whenever we say like are you a skeptic or we are skeptics or what have you what that means so could you kind of give us a brief definition yeah so you so I think you kind of found something from Brian Dunning right like for Dunning-Kruger effect yeah the, that... Dunning, and the Dunning-Kruger effect is the continuum of the the more you know the less you or the more you know the more you realize you don't know what you don't know yeah and people and who the are less confidence you have in your in your opinion so people it's the idea that basically people who are inexperienced and don't know that they're inexperienced or think they have a lot of experience feel more confident in their assertions of what is or is not true rather than somebody who's actually in, uh, more of an expert 
in that field or area of study. Well, yeah, it's like the people who really kind of think they did their research on Google and they're an expert on research. all the I, things. I yeah. read three articles. That yeah. was the first three articles that came up on vaccines. So now I know vaccines cause autism. Checkmate. Done. And so for skepticism, it's more the process of applying reason and critical thinking to determine mm -hmm. what is actually true. But I think that it's also accepting that we we don't know everything. And, and, and it's okay to say you don't know. Yeah. I mean, and Instead I, of making up something like uh, Wizard in the Sky is, right. is what created everything. It's, I think it's better to not have the answer and continue to look for the answer than to just, you know, say, I, I know it all. And I think, that, you know, we're both parents. And I think that that's the goal for, for us as parents, too, to want to teach our kids to ask questions, to think critically. And Not what to think, but how to think. Right, exactly. I mean, that's, I think that should be the goal of, of parents, of education system and everything is, the, is how rather than the what. Because, again, we, we hope to live in a world where there's constantly new discoveries and, um, you know, being a part of that as much as possible. So, yeah. So yeah. With, with, with that in mind, we made a kind of a list of different uh, characters, uh, actual people that exist in real life and uh, fictional characters like in movies and video games and cartoons and stuff like that, uh, who either are scientists or are, are skeptics or atheists or uh, just people you may not have thought about or may not have thought about in, in that way of people who demand evidence uh, before forming an opinion or, or use evidence to guide them in their thinking. So as we kind of go through this, we, uh, we'd like for you guys to think about anybody that comes to mind uh, in your experiences, any, anything that we missed, because this is absolutely not a complete list, uh, just because they only gave us an hour here. So uh, just to start off, probably uh, my, I know uh, my girlfriend Emily's favorite uh, skeptic would be Dana Scully from X-Files. Yeah, yeah, she's, I mean, she is one of the classics, I think, of, pop culture skeptics like she was somebody who needed evidence right yeah especially counter to to fox Mulder, who he just always had believe. always had some sort of uh theory, conspiracy theory behind something or something or another or hashtag aliens or who knows whatever but yeah. uh, she always kind of reined it back in so that so that was uh well no she's she's a very well-written character because yeah. she showed that that was, yeah, and that was at a time. That was, when was that, like early 90s? It was 90s, so. That's at a time where, you know, you don't really have much of that uh, out there. And, and even then, the depiction of her in that wasn't, wasn't necessarily a downer or an angry, uh, angry person all the time like you so often see with skeptics in, in movies and in, uh, TV shows. Well, that's like the that. thing. She was accessible and likable. And so I think that for a viewer or somebody who was, you know, like, okay, I can identify with somebody who's thinking critically like her. And, and you know, just X-Files is a great show. So <laughs> there's, there's that aspect too. But it's cool that within that kind of show, they wrote a character who, who was there to not just believe blindly, but to want to explore and figure out what was real and what wasn't. Yeah. So. And then, and then the, ne the next one we have is uh, probably my favorite show that... That I haven't watched. That you haven't watched. I'm going to yeah. shame you for that. Like, <laughs> angry that you haven't <laughs> sorry uh, uh rick sanchez from rick and morty he's absolutely a scientist that's like the entire premise of the show uh, and i knew i loved the show probably like 10 seconds into the pilot when he says there is no god you got to rip that bandaid off you know thank me later so i mean like there which there's is, which is great and and probably one of the more 
kind of what I build my life around, which is kind of depressing, I guess, uh, is uh, <laughs> one of the more famous quotes from the show, nobody exists on purpose, nobody belongs everywhere, everybody's going to die, come watch TV. So just like, it's okay. But, but you know what, like, it, it's such a good quote, though, but really, it's just like, that it's it's all everything about that it's all kind of true and so okay so come watch tv or go do something cool like chill like whatever it doesn't matter but like i you know i take that as just do your thing right because we're we're here for a finite time so i don't know enjoy it enjoy it i like i i think it can be either taken as you know like a nihilist meme or just i kind of like it (laughs) It's, I kind of like it. Yeah, nihil- nihilist memes that can be a whole other that could, that's other episode that we'll do later. <laughs> but uh, then there's also, of course, Doctor House from the show Doctor House or House. How, was it's, it? just, House? it's just House. It's just House. It's, <laughs> it's not Doctor House. It's been a while since I've seen it. But yeah, but see, he so he's one though that I think. Became, well, and everybody wants it to be lupus, and I feel like lupus in that show is like a metaphor for because they, they always want something. it to be something, and he always has like that aha moment. But for him. It's very much, I think, in that show, you see the process of there's a problem and there's, it's a method to mm-hmm. solving it. And it's, it's never magic. It's, it's, never, it's never some, like, unexplained thing. And, what, I mean, one of the things that I like when we were thinking about this, about House, is, you know, we were making a list of people who were skeptics, atheists, whatever, and, he, and he's both. Mm-hmm. But I really like that there's just that sort of decidedly pro-science stance that runs through the show. And, you know, one of the things that I made a note of that had been memed, and and I know I've shared it on my, like, science page and everything, is there was an episode that kind of dealt with um, an anti-vax couple, like, not wanting to vaccinate their children. And he, did he, was it a comment about, like, you know, baby coffins or something or... Yeah, just, he, yeah, he said, you know, another really good business, t- teeny tiny baby coffins. And you can get them in frog green, fire engine red. Yeah. And I mean, if you if you don't want to spend a few bucks on vaccines, which I think most of them are covered by insurance uh, yeah, uh, at this yeah, point, at least in India, yes. uh, you know, you you can go get a nice, cute little fire engine coffin for, for, for your kid that's or awful. waste more money. But so, yeah, so for House, I feel like that's a, a multi-layered one that, that just works out because he is, you know, a non-believer, but he's also, he really kind of sh- shows the scientific method for yeah. solving a problem. And then I can always appreciate the pro, just pro-vax, pro, you know, keep children healthy because science type of thing. Somebody's playing some music somewhere some, that, nice music that just is, there. I don't know if that's you know, probably more out a dance party here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, and then, of course, the, but the, they depict him so often as angry, which I well, see, take that's, issue with. That's the thing, because I, with as far as especially atheists go, I think in, like, popular culture, that he is definitely the angry one. Either right. It's, like, either angry or, like, or no emotion, really. So that's why, I don't know, like, as Emotions far, are hard, though. Have I'm you ever not, had emotions? Too much, too much. So yeah, I know. Just get a little too introspective. <laughs> no, we 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 took it there, um, but yeah. So House is angry, but I I feel like there's a lot more like in the pro column yeah, for him. Um, the next one is our friend Jeremiah brought up um, someone from a video game which I have never played. Um, Andrew Ryan in Bioshock. 
Yeah. And have you played? Have you played that? Game? I've only played Bioshock Two. I haven't played okay. Bioshock One. But he I feel a great shame for that. But he's one that when Jeremiah made the um, comment, he's like, "Yeah, this isn't a positive one." <laughs> no, it's he, not. No, so, he's not. He's decidedly not so, a good guy. He's not a good guy, right? So he. So it's like, is it kind of like the dark side of science yeah. in a way? Uh, do we, if we have to say that, yes. Dark, dark there's side. There's connotations associated with the phrase "dark side" and. Star Wars. Star Wars is awful. And you don't like Star Wars. Star Wars is so awful. I know. I know. I, mean. I I'm I'm kind of Star Wars neutral. <laughs> I don't, so so I that's okay. Um but so so he though was like dark I'm still gonna say it, I don't care. It's still the dark <laughs> side of science, but also he was he's a like staunch atheist too, right? So it's just it's all of the the bad things of the I guess fully I don't know, is it is he just too too much into the like he, rational? I I don't know. Is he's, it rational? He's too, bad? Like, I don't too know. literal. Too literal. That's uh, what I'm looking for. Yeah. Very complex philosophical. Yeah. Uh, character in a game, like one of one of the most uh, complex and interesting characters in a video game, I think. Mm-hmm. Think that I've ever uh, come across, at least. Uh, we'll say more complex than Mario. Okay. I mean, um, yeah. That, that's like <laughs> that's the extent of my video game knowledge, pretty here, much. Is Mario? So. He's too too two dimensional. Mm, well. Ooh. Ooh. There's oh, that. Edgy. So, but so you made a note here um, that so this character like really like hates religious people and he, believes he, well, altruism and, and, is the and, root of and views like uh, socialists and communists as parasites and yeah, like like you said, yeah. he's an altruist. So, so this all right. So he wasn't a good depiction, but no. but he's he's still just no. One. But he's a great character though. Yeah. Not that they need my approval <laughs> on that. But he is. So, all right. So it goes. So goes from that. Just super dark. And then the next one on our list yeah. is is from alienate more people here. Like, a sh- <laughs> wait, or, see, I don't like. Is it this next show that we're going to talk about? I don't. I don't enjoy this show. Um, do it's, people enjoy people, this show? People do. Like, okay. it's, it's it's a show so, that people. No, everybody says they don't like it, but then somehow it's like one of the number one. It's, it a it's a really po- all right. So here's what I'm going to say about this show. I appreciate I appreciate anything in pop culture that can help popularize sure. science, right? So I will. So the Big Bang Theory, um, <laughs> like I, I mean, but. I like I I find it kind of unfunny, but I appreciate the fact that that maybe people have kind of. It's a it's a way to promote and, yeah. and and popularize it. So as as much as we like, that's why we never really talk about it. We don't <laughs> talk about it, but for as, as much as we don't like it, as much as it makes us groan, it it does. It serves a purpose. So much more good and gets people at least excited or talking about or thinking about uh, science and, yeah. and uh, well, that like kind of thought. Mike Massimino, um, the astronaut. Yeah, we has saw been him last weekend when we were in uh, New York City. So so it, even just kind of putting like actual scientists out in like, you know, public view, I think is important. And, you know, as, as much of a caricature, I'm sure as Sheldon Cooper is, I mean, he's another atheist. He's all right. I know it's, I know you you can, you can just groan about (laughs) everything about this show, but, but I do think that the fact that it can serve the purpose of popularizing, you know, the topics, like I think that works. And so, then we move to a cartoon. Yeah, uh, probably one of a show that got me through college. Next to Aqua Teen Hunger Force, uh, Family Guy. Brian Griffin is yeah. a skeptic-minded, fun- functional alcoholic, 
or uh, he is. He is a functional alcoholic, yeah. and yeah, and he's a dog. Worse. And he's a dog. Um, but he is he's dogs, the sort of rational character in yeah. that show, and yeah, but like. What more can you say about it? Not much. I mean, like this, it was very helpful to kind of ask our friends, like what some of their favorite, you know, skeptic and atheist things were. And of course we had to include a cartoon dog because why not? The the only cartoon dog there is. Yeah, yeah. That I can think of that's a skeptic. But then we have some, we have some from books. Yeah. Yeah. You, you went catcher in the rye. Well, I, I I didn't go. I wrote it down. I didn't, I didn't, didn't live, live that out. That Seems like it would be. You didn't want to live a Holden Caulfield no, existence. No, no, but he's no like the personification of of teenage angst and rebellion. The original emo kid. The the OG of emo. Yeah, yeah. but of course he was of, of that mindset. And then this next one we have here, um, I don't know how to say this Her- name. Oh, Her- Hermione from uh, yeah. So I so watched, I, w- I went watched, Harry Potter. You haven't watched. watched Harry Potter. I've read and watched Harry Potter. Well, so, so yeah. So thinking about skeptics, I I like the depiction of Hermione from Harry Potter because she's she's really smart and she's kind of the one that's always sort of questioning and wanting to learn and all of that. But as a character, she also has a lot of heart and cares a lot about her friends and shows bravery and all of that stuff. So I think you know when we were talking about some of the other depictions of sort of the rational people who might be cold and might be, you know, that kind of thing, especially for kids to read a character like Hermione, I think is really cool because you're getting the fact that, yeah, like keep learning, keep asking questions, keep challenging, but also be a really solid person. And then when I was... And magic is real, apparently. Okay, well, let's, that's in, that's in its own universe. You're so, <laughs> this is where I'd probably call you a bad name if we were recording like we usually do oh, but i'm but just gonna good. censor good myself and not call you a douche but <laughs> um so so when i was thinking about harry potter though like there are some other ways that that series addresses some of the fallacies like there is a character um in it his name was gildroy lockhart and he was this this guy he went he was supposed to teach them about how to battle like really dangerous magical creatures but he he, d- he didn't know what he was doing. He was kind of like the Andrew okay. Wakefield of, okay. or like Jenny McCarthy of, like, so, of so magic. He, he's, he's directly responsible for killing children? Probably, because yeah, he... I asked it like a question, so yeah, we, are, so, we are not so I'm gonna So I'm going to say, yeah, because his only evidence of his, like, bravery and good works were his own anecdotes, which he made up, pretty much, well, he hey, had, He had a study with, like, what, 12, like, 12 kids? Yeah, Andrew Wakefield, yeah, pretty much. And so this, so this guy in the book is very similar because it's that same thing. It's like, here's my like argument from authority. I'm this like famous person. I know what I'm talking about, but he had no idea what he was talking about. So I think that there's some skeptical lessons that can totally be learned. Like, you know, man, if I was ever teaching a class on skepticism, I would use Harry Potter because that world kind of works for it. So yeah. I, that's my Harry Potter stuff. Okay. Yeah, well, you have, you had that. no idea what I, I was no talking idea. about, but just trust. And I, 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 I was, one, was I pretty much right with that stuff? Okay. I watched yeah. one Harry Potter okay. movie, and yeah, there I, I just I just zoned out I just crushed time, that whole so segment. You and you, yeah, so I, I, done. I have nothing. To, I can't. There's nothing you can add because it was that good. I could pretend. Oh it, yeah, yeah, totally. Now you, you can move on to superheroes. Yeah, like Iron Man. He's, sci- like he's sciencey and atheist. Yeah, my, one of my kids' favorite uh, scientists, atheists. Uh, kind of like Batman, though, in that he... His he, superpower is he, money. His superpower is money. 
Yeah. <laughs> Which <laughs> that's a superpower. That you, why, you have done something you? to get that. That's like a superpower. It's a, it's a metaphor for something. I yeah. Feel like. Yeah. Um, so I mean, everybody is familiar. So I have to ask you okay. instead of like talking about who's like what makes him great or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iron Man versus Hulk. Who you got? Who's Iron Man versus Hulk. Um, I mean, I th- I think Iron Man, right? Because of the like, I mean, well, Hulk's really strong, right? But isn't that all? But he's also smart too. He's a scientist. Does he make anything? Uh, he makes his pants rip. Bio weapons. We're told bio weapons. Okay, so so who wins? What's the answer? Is it Iron Man or Hulk? Okay. The Hulk gets stronger, the more angry he yeah. gets. All right, I'm taking the Hulk. I'm taking the Hulk in this. I, I'm, I changed, you changed missiles, my though. mind with evidence. Thank you. Thank you. He's eating missiles mid-flight. I don't... Done. Okay, so I don't so the think Hulk that actually went. happens. We're going to, I'm taking this guy's oh, word on it. Like, I think I just made him mad. No. That, we, we were joking. We were friends. I promise. That, I'm taking his word and I'm going with Hulk. Done. Do you have any other questions? Do you have to answer <laughs> anything else? Because I'm asking the audience. I'm like, I'm who wants to be a millionaire and I'm, I'm asking the audience everything. Um, but what about, what about Iron Man versus Thor? Iron Man versus Thor? Um, well, I mean, Thor is a god. He's Doesn't a god. he just have that? He, you know, I'm just, I'm taking Thor. I'm taking well, him and but, his hammer. But he doesn't, we can make the argument he doesn't exist. But, but he exists in that in the, world. In the Marvel. Yeah, he is exists it, in Marvel? the Marvel verse. Was I right in that? Yeah, Oof. it's Marvel. Okay. I, I even I there. know that. So if I know it, you, you definitely know it. I know, I know Batman yeah. is DC, right? Isn't, yes. I don't yes, know. This yes, is, this yes, is it is. Batman is DC. Yeah, but now, so really I feel like Batman versus Iron Man would be more of an even match. Right? Because <laughs> they just throw money at each other. <laughs> they just throw money at each other. That's it. But I but I think would Iron Man have the edge because he's got the like the thing in his body. The the little but, or does core. or does Batman just take that out? Batman has a utility belt, which is like the nerdiest thing <laughs> you you could possibly have. He's got like cool cars and everything, but once he gets out of the car, it's like, well, let me let me grab something out of my out of my just... fanny pack and throw it at you. Batman wears a fanny pack. He does. We just established that's that. That's why Batman sucks. Okay. <laughs> but bo- both of them have that element of, of science-iness. Yeah, absolutely. They? Because they, they need to use tools and they need to make things. And But Batman has somebody that makes them for him, I think. So Iron Man is, I think, a little well, Batman, bit... Batman makes them himself. Does he? Does he? I don't know. He's got a big cave. He's got it's just him and Alfred. I feel it. No, but then he has the guy that Mor- Morgan Freeman in the movies. Doesn't... That guy makes the stuff, makes the the tech. I think, and I think that Iron Man makes it himself. So I'm, I'm still, I'm gonna take Iron Man and the Iron Man Batman battle. I think. <laughs> so because we clearly have no idea what we're talking about about fiction things, we could talk about some of the nonfiction <laughs> depictions yeah, of have- like science and skepticism. We have, yeah, we have shows like probably the most famous, like skeptic, uh, skeptically minded show. Although it, I know they believe they said when they set out, they, it wasn't meant to be like a science or skeptic show, but it that's what they do in all these uh, MythBusters, where they mm-hmm. take a take a claim or something that you've heard somewhere that's kind of been popularized, put it through. Yeah, kind of the scientific method. Yeah, kind of, mostly the scientific method, and and yeah. show an experimental process. Right, I think that's what it is, and the fact that, well, busting myths, and that's and that's what a lot of debunking pseudoscience is is 
busting myths. So there's that kind Rep of thing. The, the whole replication of results, yes. too, is, is huge with that. And then Plus explosions. Plus explosions. <laughs> but then as far as kind of the science is so cool and the universe is so awesome type of thing, I mean, there's Cosmos, mm -hmm. the original Sagan, but then the Neil deGrasse Tyson reimagining, mm -hmm. which just brings all of this to a new generation of people. And, and like to kind of do a callback, I guess, uh, the creator of Family Guy, uh, Seth MacFarlane, was a producer and yes. I believe did the majority of the funding for the new, new Cosmos, which is not something that you would generally think of. Uh, someone, someone like that that makes such a just ridiculous yeah. <laughs> cart cartoons, but then has this has this interest in it, knows, sees the value in it, and does what you know the most he can, just put his money behind it to get this uh, incredible product out there. Well, yeah, and and to just be able to have a product that shows, especially I think to show kids too how cool science is. I can tell you a quick story about how cool Cosmos is and what an impact I think it can have. Like, so I I dated somebody who had kids whose mom was a um, creationist. <laughs> so, okay, so the, the ex-boyfriend of mine, he, um, he is not. He's an atheist. <laughs> but we sat down with his kids, who are like 9 and 10, and, they, um, and we put on Cosmos. And prior to that, they'd been talking a lot about, like, you know, we're made by God and evolution didn't happen. There was a giant flood like, 4,000 years really ago. Really weird stuff like that. But then... They, they were asking really intelligent questions just watching Cosmos. And you could see the wheels turning. And it's mm -hmm. like, this is so rad that, mm -hmm. that just something like that can spark curiosity. And so that's why I just think that any, any way of popularizing science is so important. Because, yeah, it's cool for people like us who just think, okay, this is something really interesting to watch. But anything any media that can get to kids that could, you know, just spark critical thinking is mm -hmm. super awesome. So yeah, I, I like, I saw it happen and it was really cool. And there's, there's the, yeah. probably one of very few uh, pro GMO documentaries, food evolution. Yes. Food, uh, which I got to see in the fall and it is fantastic because a lot of the documentaries out there that say that they're tackling issues of science and medicine tend to skew more on the propaganda side of things, which are very anti, anti-GMO, anti-vax, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so to have and food that, evolution is fantastic. And that's, that's kind of what a documentary is though, is it's a, it is to a certain extent propaganda. It is. Yeah. And so that's why you, can't cite that like necessarily as a source it's more i view i would view it as more as a place a jumping off point to have a discussion about yeah. you know various issues or bring an issue to light so yeah. but when you see movies like i don't i don't gmo omg oh um, that one was awful what are what are, what, what was the one that we reviewed in like episode like 40 oh, consumed. something consumed. consumed was a fictional depiction oh God, of a so awful. don't of ever a, make me do that again i'm going to don't. i'm gonna make you review a movie again with me but yeah um yeah and it's and it's just it's easy to sell fear and, and well and that even gets into uh, that's what we call a segue isn't it into into talking about your film a little bit here science oh, yeah. moms because fear is easy science is hard fear is easy science is hard and so my thing is just I have this ability and platform to make a product that w would tell a different story that you know food issues medicine issues things like that are not as scary as. It's put out there by, you know, kind of the Andrew Wakefields of the world and, you know, all of the, you know, U.S. right to know and all of the organizations oh, around Gary food. Ruskin. I know. So, so I made a movie that's a documentary that just isn't scary. So that's going to do well. Yeah. And that's, that's <laughs> going to come out. You're going to premiere it, I believe, at Psycon, at Psycon out in uh, Vegas. In uh, Vegas. What, late October? In October. Yeah. yeah. So 
that's exciting and awesome. And yeah, I've gotten to meet a lot of interesting people in the process too. And that connection has been really fantastic just to know that there's this community out there of like-minded, you know, science activists and stuff. And so we're going to, we're going to segue into why we love the internet. Oh, is that what we're doing we, now? We're going to do that because we've got like about 10 minutes left and, uh, yeah. So drag us off stage. Yeah. So, you know, I think we can have a sit in. Just because we don't know how to end these and then, things. And then so. he's going to be like, well, um, I'm only paid until 350. <laughs> and then, I am and we just keep talking off. and the mics keep, keep going. Talking. But yeah, so every week on our show, we do a segment called Why We Love the Internet. And we usually just feature a ridiculous it's meme memes. page. It's memes. It's memes. classical art memes. It's nihilist memes. It's texts from your existentialist. It's all of that stuff. Life than memes. There's not much. Love it's you what you live for. Um, <laughs> But so we figured for this, we could just, you know, list some of like, it's pretty much our friends. Yeah, (laughs) that's what I realized as a friend is like, uh, these are all either people we've had on the show or people we're friends with. But but like what got me started uh, even uh, about two and a half years ago in the whole activism thing was the podcast Skeptic's Guide to the Universe, which is like the go to, I think, for anyone looking to get into skepticism or because uh, I mean they they have you know it's ran by created by uh, Steve Novella who's a, a neurosurgeon who's right? a genius he's just he knows amazing. everything he's just yeah. amazing and then they have a whole cast like four other people that do it with them and it's very very uh, say science based but also extremely entertaining they, uh, like they know how to have a conversation with each other and it makes right. the people want to listen so you get the facts but you also say okay like I can I get these people and can connect with them and that's the mark I think of of good communicators right. is you want the information, but you just want to hear them talk too. Right. So, so yeah, I, they're, they're definitely like, you know, in, in making this list, I think we were kind of saying, Hey, you know, who are the people that we would recommend, you know, if people are interested in these topics, like just kind of getting into. And so for me, like my, my sort of skeptic idol is Michael Marshall. Michael Marsh is Marsh from Skeptics with a K, um, a UK-based uh, podcast. You have a crush on anybody from England, I think. That's not true. No, I don't. I, okay. We can talk about that later. <laughs> That's a topic uh, of but another yeah, he, podcast. And then he has a uh, podcast, also does a podcast called Be Reasonable, where he talks to conspiracy theorists, uh, mm-hmm. people who think UFOs are real, that yeah. 9-11 was an inside job, and, and all this other and nonsense. And it is it is so good so good because he deals with these people who are going through just the most mental gymnastics yeah. like that I've ever heard anybody go through and he's just talking to them just like they're regular people because I mean at its core they are. they are people and people conspiracy theorists are people too right yeah. and and people people deserve respect their ideologies don't necessarily yeah. always deserve respect but they do but he, as, as a person but he does that well and the other person that i feel like does that well is our friend miles power yeah who does um his own another friend of the show another friend of the show who does his own youtube channel and he also does the podcast the league of nerds with james gurney and buck mulligan and they oh buck oh buck friend of the show oh buck <laughs> there's there's nothing else to, like i don't even know what to say after that Wait. i just I love him. <laughs> I do. Yeah, you do. I do. Uh, there's so, also uh, yeah. the, I guess we've had almost the entire crew from the sciencebasedmedicine.org on. We have David Gorski, Gorski and Clay Jones, Clay Jones Grant, Grant Ritchie. Ritchie. A whole bunch of awesome skeptic forgot, medical sure professionals. Britt Hermes. Britt Hermes. Yeah. So people in the medical fields who are just debunking nonsense all the time because there is always some kind of new nonsense to debunk. So. Like they have their work cut out for them because every week it seems like 
people are like Gwyneth Paltrow is telling women <laughs> to put stuff in their Gwyneth Paltrow is selling stickers privates. that supposedly if you put them in the right spot on your body, it does S- stuff. something. I it don't know. gives you the placebo effect. And yeah, jade eggs and all that kind oh, of stuff. It's just family show. It's bad. So we're not going to go down that road. I'm not going to go down that road. No. You can imagine. Yeah. I, uh, but then, yeah. of course, we, we'd have others uh, that we're friends with, like Yvette de Tremont. She was just on Joe Rogan's show. Yeah, she was just on Joe Rogan. Talking about a uh, chiropractic mm-hmm. and how it's uh, awful. Yeah, there we go. Thank that, you. That, I censored myself again. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, The Credible Hulk is another awesome Facebook page where he, I mean, he, Matthew is so smart. And just can destroy any like yeah. pseudoscience argument. Um, debunking denialism, I think, is a really great blog. Um, Do you even science, bro? Then there's um, so those are all kind of science pages, science based, science based yeah. pages. And then we've got the you know secular atheist pages like Friendly Atheist, which is Hemant Meta, who is fantastic, and Tracy Moody does a lot with him. And then Faisal, Saeed Al-Mutar. See, we're, we are just naming just listing our friends. friends. But, like, but the work that they do in like Atheist Republic is another great one. Andrew Seidel and Freedom From Religion Foundation. like who Andrew's we, been on our show about... Too many times. Five, no, but never too many times. times. But he, like, he comprises 10% of, of all of it. But like, the shows. work that all of these people do is just really cool, I yeah, think. Because they are, whether it's science or secularism, it's they're standing up for rational thought in one way or another. And promoting that... In a way that like that feels human and kind as yeah. much as possible, and I think that that's the goal too. Is when we're having these conversations, it's to be able as much as we can to find common ground with people and not just come at them and be a right. And, yeah, and like something uh, at Nexus, uh, the Northeastern Conference on Science and Skepticism that we both went to, and uh, my girlfriend Emily uh, went to with us. Uh, Something that really stuck with me is whenever you're talking about religion or, or any sort of closely held belief like that, uh, when, when you say something like God isn't real, uh, I mean, we can support that with facts, but also, well, that's like we're taking something away from you or, or from, not from you, but from yeah. anybody with that belief, where you're taking something away without really offering anything in return. And that's something, not something that I had thought about, but it makes so much sense. You have to handle with care. Now, yeah, yeah. that that people people are sensitive because you, this is something that they value, something yeah, that's important. And when, sure. you, when you say, essentially you're wrong, that people don't like being wrong. <laughs> it, well, that's human nature. And right. so it's finding the ways to communicate all of this as best as possible. So, all right, why don't you tell, because I know yeah. we're going to thank our patrons yeah, and stuff. Yeah, well, but we also have, we we also have our, our pages, yeah, too, that we can plug. Yeah. Like I, a, a science enthusiast, uh, your skeptical parenting. And the Science Moms page. Science Moms. Uh, we, yeah. have a, we actually have a group called the Science Enthusiasts on Facebook that I think is around 40,000 a lot uh, of people skeptically minded individuals yeah. and then uh you can act- i have a personal patreon that has like 10 other kind of skeptic and um uh, i can't say i can't say blank posting crap posting yeah it doesn't doesn't roll off the tongue yeah. we, yeah. but we've done we've done, really we've done really well we've done really well but my personal patreon patreon.com slash the science enthusiast uh the one for the podcast is patreon.com slash t-s-e podcast uh, and you could be cool, just like, uh, I mean, Jeff, who is here supporting us. He's a social media director for the Normalized Atheism campaign as well. And he drove six hours to come hang out with us today. Uh, so that's that's awesome. And also we have Michael and Trevor and Nathan and Alice and Cynthia and Michael and Michael and Magnus and Seth, Hannah and Felix and Chris and James and Sarah and Jose all supporting us and helping helping me to fly Natalie out here from uh, all the way from Maryland. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because I actually live here. I don't know if we said that at the beginning. Yeah, I actually you, live here. You live here. But, uh, you don't. I don't. Uh, I'm trying to get you to move. But <laughs> this is my first time in Indianapolis. Yeah, she persists. I'm still here. <laughs> Mike Pence did not steal my right. productive you, we, rights. Well, well, not 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 yet. Uh, that's yet. that comes when you try to leave. There's a receptacle for you to put your uterus in. <laughs> okay. On your way out of Indiana, because. Uh, Collects yeah, them, he does. I don't know for what. Should I just do a quote before we go off the rails? <laughs> <laughs> quote of the week. Uh, well, we we also have to thank you, thank Sean. I uh, think uh, 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 I never caught his name. What's your name? Brad. Brad for doing audio for us uh, in in PopCon for having us. Yeah. Uh, we're also sorry. But thank you mostly. But thank you mostly. Yeah. So why don't you hear us with a quote of the week? Okay. So the quote of the week, we can judge our progress by the courage of our questions and the depth of our answers, our willingness to embrace what is true rather than what feels good. And that's just my favorite man, Carl Sagan. All right. Yeah. And here's where, when we're usually recording a show, we don't know how to end this. We don't know how to end. So we, we do weird we banter and I keep this. saying, I just, Dan, hang up. Start. We got four stop minutes recording. left until, until but no, he's going to turn we're, the mic We're going to go early this time because we I'm are. just going to say we're going to stop and go we'll and, do a mic and drop. that's it. Can I just knock it over? No, because no. then they we'll will that. not invite they us back. Invite us back. They, and, I mean, we, I, we want to be invited back. I guess. I do. Do we? Yeah, because why not? <laughs> but um, if they'll have us. So, so yeah, we, we did this. Yeah, we did it. And uh, we never plugged the podcast website, did we? It doesn't. It, it's okay. It doesn't matter. It Nothing doesn't, matters. Time's a flat circle. Let's go watch TV. <laughs> Scienceenthusiastpodcast.com. Is that it? Thank we're you. Done. We're done. Okay. He's like waiting to hit the button. I'm like. <laughs> no, we're done. I'm, I'm back it up. I'm backing away from this. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> The music you heard tonight was written and performed by Adam Johnson and was used with his permission. You can contact Adam at adamjohnsondc at gmail.com. This podcast is property of Not Narrow or Straight LLC, all rights reserved.